0: Should we do an episode? <laughs> I thought this was the episode. Well, I, so we. I was looking at like the last four or five Motor Mouth episodes, and it's meta upon meta upon meta in terms of like we did. We were going to do the Marvel stuff, and then we did the foreplay stuff, and then we did Marvel stuff, and then there's another foreplay episode. <laughs> Nobody's listening. <laughs> and we're we're reinventing a formula that nobody knows. <laughs> welcome back everybody to another episode of the motor mouth podcast the podcast where a lot of great ideas go absolutely nowhere my name is joel tyree and with me as always is my esteemed co-host the ghost of tim gerard hello hello all right it's marvel movie mega cast part three part two b side b are we Have we collapsed in on ourselves
1: yet? Maybe think of the other day when you were talking about you made guitar picks out of your, your Trace Friends DVD.
0: <laughs> Dude, those were so cool. Did you, did you see them? Yeah, they were like, amazing. They're fucking... Like, nobody thought they were as cool as I did. Yeah, no, that's great. See. Is that the Instagram like, thing? It, like...
1: And it reminds me of, like, when Marvel had their cards and they had, like, the secret hologram cards, you know? Yeah. So you have, like, yeah, like a... Uh, a hologram martin short guitar pick like no one has that like there's no market for that but i would be the guy to
0: buy it if there was but now you don't have to because you may tina tina bought me that guitar this is the podcast folks
1: Um, it's the cold open
0: it is (laughs) there it is no like tina bought me a guitar pick like Hall so
1: punch yeah okay yeah
0: she got it for me for christmas like six years ago and every time i bring it out it's just like whatever is around like i i had my like uh insurance card and it had my new address so i've got like hmm. my name and my address on a pick. like what the hell
1: <laughs> <laughs> you show I... you throw that out to a stalker fan they're gonna be like oh yes i can find
0: him <laughs> Just, let's save, save a step on this whole uh, stolen identity thing Yeah. <laughs> identity <laughs> theft is not it's not theft if you throw the <laughs> throw That's it true. out there. he
1: gave me his identity
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift <laughs> you have to steal shit um, okay so in in the further uh, futile attempt to impose any structure on our kinds of discussion, was <laughs> Marvel phase three is insane like, how long it is. I was real like, I didn't realize this until I looked it up today, and it's two, four, six,
1: eight, eleven movies long. Oh, wow. That's about, like, half of their whole output at that time, right? That's
0: insane, right? Like, it's such a different world. And so, what we concluded, Avengers Ultron, right, was the last one? Because this starts with Civil War, is the new, the the start of Phase 3. That's wild. Yeah. Like, how many they are. And I mean, these ones are ones I don't know that I've returned to as frequently, I think because of the length and the distance from, and Mm -hmm. they like when you culminate with infinity war and then two more films and then end game, because end game is the true. Well, no, not even that far from home is the end of this phase. It's insane. Maybe like I should, I need to give Marvel less crap because Mm -hmm. now they, they've just exponentially increased. And now I'm like, why aren't they doing anything? It's because they're like trying to get even grander
1: than Endgame, which is insane. Yeah. Like to think about, like, well, yeah, that's the thing. When you think of the beginning of Phase One, it was like, oh, here's Iron Man. You know, hopefully this will do well. And now this is, yeah. yeah, this is the like. If you look at what they've had for the beginning, it's like planting all these new seeds. You know, and I think, I think that's part of it. Where it's kind of this, it's the, yeah, it's this like transition, like overlapping thing, where it's like, all right, we're gonna do a few more films with, you know, the cat, like, like Spider-Man, you know, we'll do Spider-Man's third film. We'll do that. We'll kind of have like a few things, you know, Dr. Strange, we'll get a sequel. We'll have some familiar stuff carrying over, but at the same time, we're going to have, you know, or, you know, Loki's series and WandaVision, but at the same time, we're going to introduce new stuff, you know? And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, I know this is all building towards like another Avengers film, you know, so that's what I'm really excited to see is like when they finally get to that next Avengers film, you know, like how long are they going to I mean I assume it's going to be a while cuz we haven't heard anything about it. It's still all just individual films and series that that are building. But yeah, it's like I mean you can't you can't go back to square one. You can't just be like we're shutting the whole thing down and starting with one character from from scratch, you know. So so yeah, like you 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 can't rein it in. You know you've got a you've got a, you've got this huge universe, and you've got a you're kind of restarting it, not really, but kind of. So it's like yeah, like I, I think it can't be focused around one person. So I think that's why it is the way it is now, where it's like we're we're picking up the pieces, but also starting new threads at the same time. Um, and then
0: we had COVID in the middle of it, so things got yeah. pushed back and delayed, and like. Things have evolved, and things that were slated for a long time, like I think, Inhumans also counts on this list. Like that series, that, yeah, that faded series, yeah. was also part of this. Like it's just interesting to see how far flung it has become, and how infinitesimal the, like the little pieces feel now as we're moving on this giant game board in terms of like where things are and who's on what team and what threat are they responding to. Like it, it's very yeah. disparate at this moment, and. So it, it's it's also helpful to remember that we went from a phase one that culminated with Avengers and then the same amount of films culminating in Ultron. And then we balloon out to this kind of massive thing. Yeah. Here, which is very, like, I I don't know that I had really put it in that perspective before looking at the list today.
1: I mean, I think there was still, oh yeah, I get, well, wait, was, because
0: Guardians, that was... Guardians One was Phase Two. That was Phase
1: Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, because we had we had two Iron Man movies in Phase One, and we had the Hulk movie. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I feel like Phase Two is mostly just the sequels for the three main characters and Guardians. Yeah, and Guardians, and that's it, right? So just those four in between.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Like it just in terms of like (laughs) the success they've had (laughs) and the amount of running with the ball they've been able to do from just I mean. Just in terms of the difference between Phase Two and Phase Three, yeah, crazy, just insane. Like, and it starts with Civil War, which is an incredible movie. Like, I really, really liked. It. I mean, we this is this is where we get Spider Man, you right? know, <laughs> and it was teased, and then it was in the trailer, and it, it was crazy that they were able to bring that together. That was such a like the fact that they were able to pull that off at that point, because Sony was very much owned, owned it. Like now it's much more in flux as to where Spider-Man lies in terms of the, the the rights and who can make what and what continuities go with. But like at that time it was impossible. It's like, why would Sony ever like you have the most one? I mean, if not the, the second most popular superhero comic book movie franchise of all time, like second only to maybe Batman, you know, like Spider-Man yeah. was, is that prolific? So, and, and I mean, we also got Black Panther introduced in this movie. Like it just, it, it, it this was the start of that. I don't even know. The start of that. Like it, this, again, this felt like more Avengers 2.5 than freaking Ultron did, you know, like it just, all of the tensions within that group were really coming to a head. Great villain. I mean, Baron Zemo. What? <laughs> and the way they 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 refined that character down to like bare essentials, really simplistic motivation for that character. I don't know. It was great. Great implications for the world, but very small scale in terms of like the stakes of that conflict with Zemo. Just,
1: oh, it's. Ah, oh, I've talked. You talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean. Uh- like it was it was great to see it was definitely one of those things like cuz i was i was such a fan of the civil war comics and i read like as many crossover things as i could there's a lot so it was man. definitely
0: That's a huge event
1: yeah but it was so it was very it was definitely cool to see like okay i know it's not going to be that but like what are they going to do and you know and one of the things that you know of course like i <sighs> I I don't want to use the word disappointed because it's like, this was something made up in my own head. You know, it's like not that, you know, I can't expect them to do what I'm thinking they should do. But like one of the things I was hoping to see in terms of bringing Spider-Man into the universe, especially because his connection to the civil war comics was not, you know, and and it was cool that there was a a reference to that, like, Oh, we're bringing Spider-Man in at this point, Mm. but the whole thing, the whole implications of him in civil war was him kind of, being on Tony's side. And because Tony said it was a good idea, him unmasking in front of the world and going into it, it's like, this isn't going to like have any impact because we don't know Spider-Man yet. Right. Like, unless they get Tobey Maguire to come in and prove that those worlds are connected and we have a Spider-Man and all of a sudden he takes his mask off and it's Tobey Maguire, which wouldn't have had the same impact to the world you know like that was part of the thing in the comics like i think someone made that joke one time where they at some point in the comics i think it's dr octopus like unmasks him he's like you're just just some kid like who is this who is this (laughs) yeah like like there's always a sense of like if people see my face they'll know who i am like you're just a fucking photographer no one's going to know who the hell you are you know unless it's one of your friends or family you know like
0: in the justice league i think like the animated series i think lex luthor takes over the flash's body and unmasked oh, yeah, sub- yeah, I have like, no idea who this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's great. It's like so you're so yeah, like not for the police
0: department in Coast City. Like what the fuck yeah. it's not anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean Bruce Wayne, I could see that. I could see Bruce right. Wayne needing yeah. to hide his identity, his face <laughs> because people would know it. But like yeah, like most people it's like you, you yeah, like if you happen to get unmasked, like it's not it. So, like that was one of the things where I was like here's a cool way that they could make the unmasking have an impact in this, um, but they also kind of took it in a different direction, especially because they were tying it into like the winter soldier winter soldier conflict and all that um so I thought that was really neat that they they didn't try to do exactly the same thing that was being done in the comics, you know because the you know part of what made the version in the comics so good was it was playing with so many things that had been established already, you know. Um, so it was kind of cool that they had to make it work in a different way, but still have a lot of the same themes. Like, oh, it still has to be Cap versus Iron Man and the idea of registering versus non-registering. And they were on the same sides as they were in, you know, in the comic books. Um, which was, there was actually a cool moment in one of the Ultimate comic books where, where Cap and Iron Man are talking about that. Um, and in the Ultimate universe, they're actually on opposite sides. And I think part of it is because, you know, Tony being, In that version, him being this sort of like, you know, billionaire kind of capitalist, it's like, hey, I don't want the government being in in, in control of me. And with Captain America being more recently just come out of the ice in that version, I think he's still remembering back to the way that the country and the government were. And it's like, yeah registering would be good because that's how we serve our country you know so we have a cap who's who's thinking is more closely related to world war ii thinking and then tony who's kind of this this you know and again he's also a younger hero too Mm -hmm. he's much more like looking out for himself as opposed to like thinking big picture and things like that so i don't think they ever had an ultimate civil war but it was just funny that they brought that up and hinted at it and you saw they would actually be on opposite sides of things and that was really compelling um but yeah with this I really I really like that they found you know another reason to kind of work you know I mean they had they had the other reasons to work the superhuman registration act into it so that was still part of it but that you know you also had this personal conflict between Tony and 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 Steve which was really cool like on top of it just being a political thing you know um which I think you could probably say was one of the maybe the weaknesses of the Civil War comics that like you know, having two people who are friends one day and then the next day, oh, this law passed. Well, I'm against it. I'm for it. Okay. we got to fight each other. You know, where's this? It, it They made it so much more personal. So you really, you know, in addition to having the bigger picture battle, like it really hit home when the two of them are fighting each other individually, you know? Yeah. It's not about some law that was passed. It is about, it's about, you know, Cap's friend killing Tony's mom, you know, like he said, you know, he killed my mom. Like, like, that's what it came down to. And it was like, shit, like, you know, the, I don't think the comics had that, you know, they didn't have a, a very personal thing that came about, like, you know, the two of them, I think when they are fighting each other, they're more fighting as the the heads of their own group of people right. who are trying to fight against the superhuman or for the superhuman registration act, but that's they it. They become
0: like the figurehead for the movie yeah. rather than like somebody yeah, with a personal stake in it. The, yeah. I don't know. Like, civil so the movie is such a great continuation of both Tony and Rod Steve's like progression. Yeah. Like, after the fall of uh, Shield and the way like he has to move in the the world following that, like Rogers is 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 completely like establishment is 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 the wrong way to do right now. Like, we can't. Trusted, yeah. and for Tony, it's like we just got wrecked, man. We need some accountability. People have been suffering and and affected by by what we've done, and like it, it just was really personal. And then you add, seriously, Zemo as a villain. I love it. I, mm. I it, it was just such a great refinement of, and and that's the thing. Like I, I felt like it was the Civil War through. The filter of the MCU, right? Like, it, yeah. it felt like a great adaptation for this world. And the same, like, I think Moon Knight did that too. Like, I think that, like, mm-hmm. as a distillation of that lore, that story through the MCU's lens, I, it, it, I don't know, man. It just, it followed up after Ultron with, like, this is what you should have done. <laughs> you know, it just, it was. Essentially, the coming out party for the Russo brothers, saying, "Hey, I guess this—they're gonna has, hand us the keys to the, the kingdom." You know, like yeah. That. It it really showed. Okay, this is most of the roster, right? We got Ant Man in there for a brief second. Spider Man's coming in. Is this kind of leading to a different thing? It, it just—it may be the perfect example of what an MCU movie needs to do, and does it perfectly. It introduces. The dynamics of three heroes we've not seen in conjunction with the other ones, Ant-Man, Black Panther, and Spider-Man. Right. We introduce Black Panther and give him an origin in a movie. Like, it's Spider-Man 3, but they did everything right, you know? Like, right. in terms of the more, more, more. Just really interesting that they were able, like, I, it, it's crazy. Because, like, it, in the same way Iron Man 3 followed up to Avengers right? Like the the frustration people had of like, this is not what we were expecting. Like, this just yeah. was what we were expecting from the pre, like, I, I don't, it, the Russos just win, you know, in the, in, right. the, in
1: the films that have come out, they just do it better, you know? Yeah. It's interesting too. It makes me wonder, I feel like, and I mean, this is just because I'm also partial to the Wachowskis, like, like, is that the the perfect thing to have two directors on a film because you get to actually have a, a degree of checks and balances. Like you mm-hmm. can't have just one person doing whatever they want. And everyone has to listen to them, you know, but you don't I mean, have
0: these like, two, right? Like I uncut gems that that's such a pure, clear vision for what that film is. Tension to the breaking point And then it yeah. breaks you like that, that for, yeah, I, I, there's not been a, a lot of, dual directed things that i haven't enjoyed you know i can't think of off the top of my head one yeah. that fell, fell i mean matrix three but that's <laughs> yeah. that, that's my shit
1: that's not... <laughs> yeah well that's, i think yeah i think also maybe that's not the the issue with that is not having well wait did that i don't think that had two directors right oh did it not i guess oh wait, no oh, i'm sorry i was thinking matrix four yeah matrix no matrix four, four only has one yeah. Yeah. yeah no i like four is
0: serviceable. I, just, I hadn't gotten meta fatigue when yes, I saw yeah. that yet. <laughs> right. No, I think I think there's something to be said about having I don't know. Sometimes you want a singular vision and sometimes you want just two smart people fixing problems and the right, reason yeah, are good at that you know.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah, there are definitely times when I'm doing something creative where it's like, only I have the solution for this and it's it's daunting and it's sometimes just like, you know just that idea can be crushing, you know and it's like Whereas, like, yeah, if the whole time you're just bouncing ideas off of each other and picking the best ideas that you both come up with, or you know, like, let's take it, let's each do this thing, and then we'll look at what the other one did and see if it's great or if we have an idea of how to do it better, or, you know. However, you, can. I mean, that's the thing is there are many ways you can work when you're kind of collaborating with someone like that. So to, yeah, to make it a collaboration, to have to go through at least a little bit of a filter, you know without just sort of being like i'm gonna do this because i'm the one who has to make the decision you know and then it's like you know if i didn't you know if someone could have stopped you and said maybe that's not a good idea like oh okay yeah what what do we do instead how about this oh it's great idea. you know like
0: and it's the thing like with terry gilliam who's made the same film eight million times like i, I watched time <laughs> bandits for the first time recently i enjoyed it like i like time bandits i think it's got some really cool visual ideas but it's just fucking brazil again like, you just <laughs> like maybe if you worked with somebody who would say, hey, Terry, you did that already, you right. know, or if Lucas, you know, we've talked, uh, brought up Star Wars, ding, 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 everybody take a shot. Like, <laughs> just in terms of, like, having someone to say, okay, let's, I don't know. Maybe that should be, like, a, <laughs> we never really had that, like, the idea of two directors is how you do things. I wonder if that was like the model what cinema would have been like from from the jump. It's like you can't direct solo that's in, insane. Why would you do that like it would just be interesting like diversion of film movement if that had been the start. It's like you need two people you need like yeah,
1: although I could also see where that would go horribly wrong where if they just start hiring two people for every film, but it's like two people completely opposite from each other who don't work well together, you know or Um, you know, I, I feel like part of why it does work, you know, I don't know if it has to always be siblings, but like, you know, or if it's just like two people who have already been in collaboration with each other and it's like, yeah, we're a package deal, you know?
0: Well, and that's, it's funny because, like, uh, Disney, with a lot of their projects, end up having two directors because they have one, they don't do what they want, and they fire and have to do So they're essentially doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: apparently- I guess Justice League had two directors. That's <laughs> 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 not what I mean. <laughs> not what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> okay, in the interest of, of, you have a hard out, so I want to respect that uh, Civil War, in terms of rewatchability, on our rating system from one to ten?
1: Um I yeah, I think ten. I think I it's agree. a it's a yeah. I think it's a it's good in and of itself. It's a good way if you yeah, if you were gonna go through uh like um you know, oh I want to run through phase three, but not watch everything, but just hit the highlights. Like it's it's definitely part of the highlights reel, you know. Oh yeah.
0: It's also it's just a great one-off. Like yeah. if you if you want Avengers level interaction without it. End game level stakes that you'd be hard pressed to find one more entertaining and just it's just I love the simplicity of Zemo understanding that Winter Soldier is an assassin, mm-hmm. activating said assassin, and then using him to undermine the integrity of the superhero group. It it it's that's Lex Luthor level thinking. You know right. that's that's brilliant villainry. You know, it's not let's drop a rock on the earth. There's a simplicity to that. And and there's a cleanliness to that. But it just like it was so refreshing. The fact that they go into that super soldier lair where there's like 16 of them and there's Mm -hmm. not all there. Just seriously, when I saw that room, I was like, oh, my God, here we go. And they're like, nope, we -hmm. only need the ones that already exist and they're going to destroy each other. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Like it, it's, it's, it's really clever storytelling and it, it just, it holds up I that. Yeah. 10, I for sure. That's
1: that by the way, that was another scene. And I don't know if this was intentional, but that I thought what they were referencing was again in, in the ultimate comic books, the, the ultimates, which are the ultimate Avengers, mm-hmm. they actually create like a villain team, of the mm-hmm. Avengers and they pretty much have like one for one, like this is a dark version of this Avenger. Um, and there's a really cool moment too, where it's like, what is it? There's, they have like a speedster and like Quicksilver's on that team. Mm-hmm. And like the speedster does something and Quicksilver basically just grabs him and just starts running so fast that the guy's like vibrating and he basically just like falls to pieces. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> and it's like,
1: it, it's so cool. And like, he comes and like the whole time they're criticizing Quicksilver for not doing anything, but it's because they don't see him run off and do a bunch of shit and then come back. And so he gets back and it's like, I think what it was, was like, what do you do? Like the, like, I think the speedster was beating up Hawkeye, which again, like that's a, that was another thing too. In, in Avengers too. I wonder if that was part of it. Cause like in that fight, their speedster is like in the process of killing Hawkeye because he's just like beating the shit out of him at super speed. And Hawkeye's just a regular dude. Right. And at one point, like Hawkeye is falling. And in the time it takes him to fall on the ground, that's when Quicksilver grabs this guy and just fucking runs him around until like he just vibrates and falls apart. Oh, and then that's when Quicksilver comes back and he's he's actually like panting because he ran like so fast. And Hawkeye's like, "Oh, are you going to do anything or what?"
0: <laughs> Classic Hawkeye, <Yeah. laughs> oblivious yeah. to the gods around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that was like part of what I thought they were going to do there. Like, oh, are they introducing like I forget what they called the what the, that team was called. Um, But but yeah, they even had like a like a Captain America type super soldier, you know, who was like you know, and of course the two of them are like battling it out, and everyone's kind of matched up and. Um, so I was, again, I was disappointed when that didn't happen, but I thought that was a great nod to that and be like, Hey, we're going to make you think we're doing this, but no, they're all dead. That's not why we're here. That's not what this is about. That's not the story. I was like, okay, so what comes next? Dr. Strange. Hmm. That's about all I have to say about it too. Hmm. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. I like, he's, he's never been a it, character that I've really liked, but right. I mean, I I liked the movie. It was, it was entertaining. It was fine. It was, um, what was, what was it? It's oh, Dormammu,
0: yeah. right? And Baron Mordo, right? No, no, yeah. what is it? What is it? I had your boy it? in it,
1: Mads. Well, yeah, for
0: like three seconds. I, I don't <laughs> know. It, it, I, okay, here's the thing. Cumberbatch's yeah. <laughs> accent is American. One, why? He's British. Just let the man do British Second, his American accent is just Hugh Laurie's house accent. It's exactly oh. the same. Yep. And it was really fucking yeah. distracting for me <laughs> when I was watching that movie. And it's also like, I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but this this dude, Stephen Strange is an asshole. Like, I, I don't find him very endearing at all in it. He's just mm. like a music snob, which as I have been for... Listening to music is not a, a skill. It's not a talent. I think <laughs> you told me that. Like it just he he being a dick about I don't know. Like it it's I like the the one, right? The show what is her name? The uh uh Tilda Swinton, oh, the ancient One like, plays the ancient one. I kinda yeah. like that. There's some cool like visual effects in it the mirror dimension yeah. is cool yeah a Umamo, lot of i can't like yeah yeah there's a lot of cool interesting stuff to look at in it but in terms of like the plot i i've never rewatched it i've watched it once in the theaters and i haven't gone back to watch it again mm-hmm. I, I guess that's kind of what what colors it for me is just i've not been like you said for me to have mads mickelson and then like kind of surreal weird visuals it should be like my favorite thing but it was just kind of middle of the road it's essentially iron man's origin too Mm -hmm. which is kind of like meh and there's also like the the idea of like the the white savior thing of like he go like the white guy goes to tibet and learns the ancient chinese tradition and does it better than everybody it's just like it same with iron fist which was done worse (laughs) like god that's serious Uh,
1: um second season was better i will say that that.
0: that's that's what you have said yeah it's another
1: example where i feel like someone actually listened to what the people were complaining about and fixed it like like everything that was wrong in the first season they did better in the second season so it was i mean it wasn't it wasn't great but it was better i
0: maintain i love the team up with luke cage when, oh when yeah, you get those two to get that should have been the show they should have done yeah. power man and iron fist and because i think they had really good chemistry
1: yeah. too like they they, they cast it well for that they just yeah. didn't eh. see and i think i don't know if i've said that on the podcast before but what i wish they would do i know it's great they're bringing daredevil back in mm-hmm. on disney but what i wish they would have done is had like a defenders show it is not necessarily one big plot line with all four of them in the hand and all that stuff, but just left the door open for any combination of those characters to come in. So one episode would be power man and iron fist. Another episode might be Jessica Jones. That's the other thing too. Cause like with a lot of those, it was like a whole season of just one of them was just like right. so much, you know? Right. Um, so if you had a show where, if all of those characters are just fair game and you get a different mix of them, I think that would have worked a lot better. Um, You know, in addition to, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the two of them could have their own show, but even that it's like, okay, I feel like, you know, they, they do have good rapport with each other, but if we had, 13 episodes straight of that would that also get tiring you know whereas if it kind of mixed it in and every now and then you get jessica jones and oh jessica jones and luke cage gonna do something which is awkward because they banged you know like right. i feel like you know that type of interaction or or let's team up jessica jones and iron fist because they have the least in common like that would be really weird you know like the have them
0: face off against fisk or uh punisher you know like i i some of my favorite Daredevil stuff was the the Punisher stuff yeah. him being anti-hero, but like the Defenders verse or Luke Cage or Iron Fist versus Punisher, or they're, they're all, both going after the same baddie and they have, they get in each other's way. You, the Marvel meet cute thing, either they team up yeah. or they like, maybe, maybe that's what I'm wanting is like a street level. Like you said, a Defenders where they're just coming in more than the team is the character. It's, this part of New York that needs right. to be defended, you know, is, yeah. the, is the setting and the character into which these other yeah. heroes can come.
1: So almost like every episode is an individual Marvel movie and then they're leading to the the, the season finale, which is everybody coming in together mm-hmm. to fight the or you could have a two part finale, you know, so you get yeah. a two hour. So it's like a movie. And that's when we have all four defenders and Punisher. And I feel like there are other people, a few other people that got introduced or Echo can come in. You know, I know she's yeah. getting her own series now, but like I feel like she's in that world, too. Um, you know, or Hellcat, you know, that now that she get introduced and, you know, she's a, an actual player. So like, that's kind of what I would have wanted to see is like seeing those characters instead of a whole season of each individual character, and then yeah. a whole season of all four characters together. Like, you know, that, that's, that's not what what Marvel has been doing. That's been successful. It's like right. here's a taste of this character. Here's a taste of this other character. Here's a taste. Now we're bringing them all together. Oh, okay. Like, but it's been a movie at a time, not a series at a time. You know, that's the
0: thing I I really enjoyed the Daredevil series, but the thing that's daunting about rewatching is is it's it's every inch is Daredevil it's mm-hmm. all the hand it's it's yeah. it and it unfolds so slowly it it's just like this was great to watch week to week or like as it was coming out but going yeah. back is just so daunting because i don't want to watch faceless ninjas anymore right. Can, like like fisk is great that arc was great to have punisher in like there's certain things but it just to try and tackle that whole series again it's just really grim and really intense and like yeah. one like you said one kind of color and tone and eh,
1: yeah
0: so it's dr strange a, rewatch ability, two, right? yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i mean it's it, it is a fun one-off it is like i said like, you know it's eye candy so it's like if i'm in the mood for something that i don't want to think too hard about um i also i think that is one of the earliest michael jacquino's scores okay yeah like i know i know he did i think he did the whole spider-man trilogy i'm pretty sure um, and I, but like, I don't know that he had been such a big part of the right. Marvel universe, really. But I think that was one that I was really aware of it where I was like, oh, um, and then, um, yeah, like he did the Spider-Man trilogy, which I really liked. So that was, that was another thing for me where it was kind of like, I feel like a lot of the people who scored a lot of the other Marvel stuff, it's like, I had heard of them, but they weren't really necessarily, I mean, except for Alan Silvestri, but like, you know, they weren't composers that I knew ahead of time. It was like, Oh, cool. We get a score by this person. You know, it's like, Oh sure. Like this is, this is the music, you know? Um, so, so that was one of the cool things for me to be like, "Oh, they're actually bringing in a composer that I like before this happened. And I can, you know, engage with the music and really be interested in it. Um, You know, and I I wonder if part of why they did that, because I know that for a while that's been one of the criticisms of Marvel too, is that their music has always been like, meh, you know? So if it was kind of like, oh, let's bring in more like, you know, composers who are bigger names, who are going to really, you know, do something bigger picture with the music and things like that. But, um, but yeah, so I, 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 it's somewhere in the middle, I guess. I'll say five, I guess, you know, I, you know, again, you don't have to watch it if you're trying to do a big picture watch arc, you know, but it's, you know, I could see myself being in the mood for that type of movie and being like, yeah, let's watch Doctor Strange. You know?
0: Yeah, if I'm objective about it, I'll say it's like, it's middle of the road. I think this is the definition of middle of the road for me. But because I disliked the, like, it was just really distracting. It's like, I've seen a British person that I really like do this accent before, (laughs) and you're adding nothing to it. And you're one of my favorite actors. You played fucking Smaug. Okay, right. Like this should not. I don't know. It, it just so I. This is a three for me in terms of rewatchability. I just yeah, that's fair. I I like the idea of Doctor Strange. And just don't <laughs> like him in execution.
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't awkward addition to to the Marvel universe because like I feel like I mean Thor was probably the weirdest thing we've seen so far. But it's like oh well, he's an alien from this whole other realm. So you can kind of whereas with Doctor Strange, it's like. Oh, there's this world behind everything that's that's been there that's you know, we can tap into right here and it's really weird. So I think that yeah, that was that was jarring in a different way, but that's the thing, like I, in the comics,
0: I know this more secondhand from, from Alice than I do from firsthand reading it, but just mm-hmm. like it's all about the horry hoth of horror ghosts. It's like all <laughs> of the strange, weird incantations. And he didn't mm-hmm. do any of that stuff. So like I think part of the charm of that character back in the day was he's saying really weird stuff and he kind of disappears for ages, but then he comes with this huge bad thing that the Avengers have got to deal with. And he, he's really powerful, but sometimes he's just fighting <laughs> unseen battles to save everybody, you know, like it, it, yeah. yeah, And it like, it was, it was one where the humor, like I liked the Cape. I think the Cape is funny. Mm-hmm. You can only do the Aladdin carpet shtick so long, <laughs> I, and I like the the meme ending is like I've come to bargain, like where he comes yeah. and he's 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 trying to to bore Dormammu <laughs> into submission, which ends up working. Wild, uh, yeah. I don't like. I I end up liking him a lot more in Infinity War and Endgame. You know, like mm-hmm. in terms of like what he brings and what we get to see him do. Yeah, is, I,
1: for the listeners. I did some hand waving, which is mm-hmm. most
0: of what he does. Well,
1: uh, and I do. I think that's one of the things I do like about him is that he is a regular dude who goes out and learns how to do this thing again. Like you know, it, you know, it, pro- being problematic aside, you know, the fact that it, you know, like you said, doing be- this better than those people who have been <laughs> doing it their whole lives and it's their kind of world. The. the the fact that it's kind of like, it's a thing you can learn as opposed to like, Oh, if you want to be a superhero, you have to be chosen. You know, you have to have an accident first. I mean, he did have an accident, but it was also something he sought out. It wasn't the accident that gave him his powers and kind of had it thrust upon him. Like he, he actively wanted to do, you know, seek out supernatural means in order to, you know, become, you know, more than he was. and, And then that, that was possible. Um, So, so that, you know, that part of it, but you know, again, that's, it it could have also been done better, you know, Yeah. like it would have been neat if he was like gone for a longer period of time. I think that's part of it too, where it's like, maybe, maybe he was, and we just don't get that from the time-lapse, but um, yeah, like I don't, I don't really know exactly how much time progresses. I mean, I know we see him as he's healing and doing physical therapy and the scars on his fingers and stuff like that. Um, And then once he, after he's there, he's able to move his hands a lot easier. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know how much time, you know, as opposed to something, for example, like Arrow, where they're constantly telling you he's been on this island for five years. So you kind of, you believe it, you believe how much he's progressed because it's like, yeah, he's been on an island. This is all he's been doing is fighting and surviving. I mean, it it makes sense that he would come back and be like a superhero. Whereas with Dr. Strange, I feel like because we're on the journey with him, we, you know we don't know how long it took to get this good so it seems like a shorter me? time than maybe it was he, he seems to go like
0: he's he's sorcerer supreme really quickly yeah that yeah that, that and he's also like now I, I don't know if it's just characterized by how what the role he seems to be put in now which is like babysitter elder right. avenger and he is not as charismatic or as fun as either of the previous ones. You know, like, it, it's yeah. not like,
1: yeah, it's interesting. Guardians 2. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it was fine. Again, like, I was never interested in the Guardians comic books. Went to see, like, I liked the first movie. It was way more fun. I had no expectations for it, but I enjoyed it. Same thing with this one. I mean, this one, it, it was it was more epic, you know, like, um I always think it's it is weird, and I don't know if this is just the way it is, or if this could be, you know, a criticism. But you know, when you have a film like that, where it's like the first film is the origin, so half the film is these characters coming together right. to form a team, and then the second ep- the second movie is, well, they're already a team, so the whole thing is this kind of one journey. And it always seems like that makes it, it makes the film seem longer than it is, mm-hmm. you know because we're not kind of going through a transformation within the film. And then, oh, now we have a conflict we have to deal with, you know, because so it's, a, you know, essentially you cram two big events happening, you know, the team discovering each other and coming together. And then the thing, the team has to do, whereas this is just a whole movie of the thing, the team has to do, you know, And
0: also they spent so much time in that movie, like trying to make it feel like a family dynamic that was failing. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause the, the yeah. whole thing with like rocket, and Star-Lord butting heads. Yeah. What I I don't know that it ever really landed in the way that they were trying to make it cuz it, like it's supposed to be about family dynamics, right? Yondu right. being a father and then Ego as a father and like yeah. this idea of like I think it just gets muddled in that like cuz it's supposed to be about family and it's it's the family that they chose is falling apart and also the family that they got stuck with or that they genetically are related to are also shit but good in like in these yeah. other ways. It's just a more complex a concept, like you said. It doesn't have the the Blues Brothers getting the band together kind of iced recruitment thing mm-hmm. as as kind of a linchpin for it. So it, it, when you start with a group that's deteriorating and then coming back, I don't know that they ever did that first part as well in this second movie. Yeah. But like th- this movie was the ego show for me. Like right. ego, the Living Planet being in a movie, insane. Mm. and the the fact that they they cast it perfectly and the fact they made it as big giant blue face goofy as the comics (laughs) and i that's that's the lens through which i'll always see it is it's it's a it's a lesser vessel for one of my favorite comic book characters Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) like it's but, like, yeah, it, it's, I think it's emotional. I like Yondu in it. I like the idea that there's yeah. an arc for that character and, like. Yeah, he steals the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Michael Rooker just killing it, making us all cry.
1: Yeah, yeah, who would have thought? Like, I, I definitely didn't think that, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's, what was the director?
0: James Cancelled Gun. and then re-cancelled and uncancelled what Gun, <laughs> like Gun has been working with Michael Rooker for like he was in Slither, like that's how far back those guys go together. Oh, okay. Like in terms of like he's been pushing Michael Rooker in front of audiences in America for a long time. Finally, <laughs> you like, got to have this moment. Like it just uh, that, it, yeah, I I like it for that, but it, it is very it's it's the lesser of the two, I think, in terms of like mm. the, the, it's harder to buy in, and it's a you. This is where you realize it's a weird group. You know, they add Mantis, which is kind of a strange dynamic, another kind of stunted c- character with Drax. And I don't know, like, it seems like they added too too many variables into it. Yeah. I guess Guardians is like constantly shifting. Is that the point? Is like it grows? I don't know.
1: Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. That's the thing. I don't know enough about the comics to know, like, is this a reference to something that I'm just not getting or is it just is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing too, is I think, you know, I've said this before is like, not every Marvel film has to be for me. So this is definitely one of those where it's like, Hey, the, the people who are fans of guardians, they love this so good. Like this is, that means it was done well. It was done for the fans of this comic. Like, I watched it and had a good time watching it, you know, I think, yeah, I think just in general, it's not as much for me, you know, because of that and, and, you know, and yeah, and that's fine. You know, and it's, I think it's nice to have that realization too. Cause like how we talked about like doing a rewatch, it's like, like with guardians one where I was like, yeah, I watched it a second time and I was like, this isn't that great for me. You know, like, again, there's the surprise of watching it and going through it the first time, but seeing it again, it's like, I know all the jokes. I'm not really enjoying the interaction of these characters all that much anymore, so it's like good if I do a full rewatch, I'll just skip this one, you know. But yeah. but again, it's not it's not that it was bad; it's just that it was I, yeah, like it wasn't for me, and that's okay, you know. Yeah.
0: Again, I maybe that should be the scale is would you watch this or Morbius? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see it is on it's on something. Morbius is. I saw it on, so I am going to watch it. I do want to see. Yeah. It. I mean, hell, I I watched Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage, so I've got to watch. Damn.
0: Next episode we're talking about Morbius. Okay. There's no way we're not gonna talk about Morbius. Uh, oh uh oh, that's gonna be two hours you're gonna wish you could have back. That's Yeah, what... I know. But
1: I'll have the two hours to spare because that's what
0: I was gonna Ooh. say. It's like maybe yeah. that's the first thing you do on Monday when you're finally free of oh, yeah. <laughs> let's waste the first two hours. <laughs>
1: No, I, I can't do that. Not Monday. It will be soon, but it won't be Monday. Like, I, I watch Thor Love and Thunder on Monday. Oh, that
0: yeah. would be a good thing. Yeah, that'll people. be an interesting conversation yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on a, a scale from <laughs> one to Morbius.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be 10 to Morbius or Morbius to 10? Yeah. <laughs> it's Morbin time. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's probably down around a three again, not because I hate it, but just like, meh like i don't i can't imagine a circumstance where i would be like i want to watch guardians 2 again yeah and like like baby groot is fun but i'm not a child you know and i i get that like it's great for kids and again like that's great like i'm not angry that he did something that kids enjoy i it's just it's it's not for me you know like i don't need to see baby groot dancing for the whole opening of the film again like it was it was cute the first time and it's like oh that's neat and I'm glad, glad Groot's still around, but it's, like, it, it's, it's fine, you know? Yeah. Same thing with the whole thing about Rocket trying to teach him how to do the bomb and to push the button, oh. don't push the button. It was like, okay, like, this, No, I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, That's probably three.
0: There was too many father figures. I think that should hmm. be the name. It's, it's Guardians Volume 2, too many fathers. Yeah, <laughs> too yeah. many dads. Too yeah. many dads in the kitchen. Like, because Rocket's a dad. And then there's like a family brother dynamic between him and Star Lord, but also like he Star Lord's the leader of the group. Uh, Yeah, it's all about fathers, and it's it. it, There's there's too much. Yeah, Um, I I, this is probably in the six to seven category for Ego the Living Planet Alone. Okay, that's for me to watch. Kurt Russell just fucking nail. I couldn't have put, like the the Weekly Planet guys as they were uh, announcing ego was going to be in this. They were like, we should it should be Al Pacino, giant faced Al Pacino. And uh, for a while, that fan casting in my head was just like that would be amazing. But then they got this, I, it just big trouble in little, big headed yeah. little China. Like what? Just outstanding casting, and he he choose he choose the fucking scenery, and it's it's all I wanted. It yeah. really was, and that—that's, yeah, that's—it's a seven, not a six.
1: I, yeah. I'm firmly in the seven territory. <laughs> I also love that they—they they brought in Sylvester Stallone too. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like that little nod was great too. That was just like, oh, I guess Tango, I
0: didn't even realize right? Tango and Cash. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> that move. You seen Tango and Cash? No, I don't think
1: so. Oh Tim, man, watch that one before more minutes. <laughs> oh, you know what else I want to watch too is *Prey*, the, the new *Predator* movie. Oh Tim, oh I gotta watch that. Soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's what I mean. Like th- there's a pile yeah. of movies, <laughs> well, even just recently that it's like I need to watch these. Movies. Will you text
0: me when you watch them so like I can keep a list too so I I can. Oh say, yeah, oh, I want you know to about... talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll update you. <laughs>
0: <Sweet>. <laughs> um. All right, Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: So yeah, so so just like where where Doctor Strange was basically the Iron Man story, this this film was basically Thor's story. You know, Daddy's gonna take your toys away because you haven't earned them yet, and I'm not gonna give them back till you're worthy. Um you have to prove yourself without your fancy toys that I've given you.
0: You just blew my brain open. I did not connect that before just <laughs> so so having I mean,
1: you know, and, and again, to be fair, like I I I I like to be fair and not have it just be like I love Marvel no matter what. It's like, oh yeah, we have had this story before. However, you know, I think in like execution. a lot of these, you know, well that plus just in general, I mean a lot of these these stories they're they're human stories, you know, they're 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 metaphors for things actual humans go through and that's that's what all of this stuff is. You know, it's like I don't think you can you know are, are you you know are you going to say like the matrix was a terrible film because neo is basically jesus and we've already had that story and you're just copying that story it's like no like that's that's what mythology is is taking the same story and putting it in diff- in a different package you know with different characters and, and putting spins on it you know um you know is the was the lion king horrible because it's based on hamlet like no like lion king is great like you can have two two films that have the same plot one based on the other but it's what you know again what you do with it how you repackage it and what different spins you put on it or whatever um so i think you know yeah like i think it was a, you know there there are different details you know um also i mean i think also you know to be fair like thor and and peter's motivations are different for why they're misbehaving you know that's a big part of it too um but yeah, like a thought it was, child
0: and then a man, baby with God right. powers. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: you know, um, but yeah, like, you know, yeah. Someone who's old enough and should know better and is you know, too arrogant versus someone who, you know, I think, you know, Peter's trying to do good and try to, you know, but just hasn't gotten there yet, you know? Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I thought it was, it was great. Like I thought it was great to kind of have another Spider-Man movie and, you know, to have a a first Spider-Man movie where we don't have to spend the whole time on his origins step-by-step because he's already been established. It was already established in civil war that he has already been around doing things. So this is already like, you know, step two, step three, even, you know, we've gone through, you know, Oh yeah, I got my powers. Oh, you're You know, and now it's kind of this whole, so it's, yeah, it's a very new Spider-Man, you know, um. Again, I don't mind the they or doing something different with him, you know. Right. Um. So yeah, I thought it, I thought it was great. I really really liked Homecoming. Uh, f- fucking Michael Keaton as the Vulture it was fucking amazing. Like, oh yeah. god, like new standard. Like, oh, just,
0: shit. <laughs> the the movie opens with his story, like him as the contractor excavating mm-hmm. for uh after uh, Avengers One. Like, oh yeah, and, mm-hmm. like. Trying to get that stuff like him becoming a villain was because of the economy. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it, it, it such a great motivation. Great to see him in another superhero flick, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it he's just terrifying in you know? it. Yeah. He's so good. Like the design of Vulture is one thing. But my man with his gun behind the fucking headrest with Peter in the back seat when he knows that he's Spider-Man, it's the scariest villain that there's ever been. Snap yeah. bullshit. Give give Vulture this thing. It will be terrified. You know, like, he, yeah. with the Infinity Gauntlet. Thanos can snap all he wants. That's Batman. You know, yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> he, I, and I liked the idea of, like, Peter in high school. Like, we got a, a mm-hmm. true high school Peter... And I I love uh, uh, his guy in the chair. I love that dynamic. What what's his name? Why can't I remember his name? The guy in the chair. His friend. His best friend. Uh, uh, oh, Ned. Ned. Sorry. Yeah. Like I I like that dynamic. I like that he discovered it like really early because Peter just rushed into the and he had to explain. Like I liked that a lot. I like happy in it. it I think mm-hmm. that's a good dynamic. It's Favreau kind of being. <laughs> like an absentee he's like a a babysitter like a, a stepdad yeah. who gets stuck babysitting or something like it was i liked that dynamic and i liked tony too like it was it mm-hmm. felt it was very different from any spider-man previous and people have problems with it be like i again i felt like it was more like spider-man as a, a, a it's when the issues were coinciding with the avengers right event it felt more like that but it was cool to see spider-man in washington dc Yeah. The idea of like a a school trip and then Spider-Man, like it 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 was all new and fresh and those like essentially the same, like daddy's gonna take your toys away as Thor, but like there's just so much new dress set dressing to it. And the idea like he's not in Manhattan. So he's trying to web sling in the suburbs and it's not working. I, I just really like that idea. And then like the idea of shocker. Like the idea of like replaceable goon villains too is not really something that we had seen before, so that 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 was cool too. You got like the tinkerer it's just kind of like a, a like a little Easter egg he's there but doesn't really come back or do any i I don't know it 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 had a lot of cool Easter y things, and then it took spider man to a different place i i It was really refreshing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea, you know, like, like you know, things like the Tinker, like you were saying, it, it, it's a way of establishing too that the world, I mean, obviously he's in a bigger world because he's in the Avengers world. He's in the MCU, not just, Oh, it's just Spider-Man. And that's the only superhero in the whole world, you know? Um, and yeah. And also the fact that like, I feel like with, with Spider-Man, it's kind of like you get this like one villain at a time, you know, and again, they were building to, you know, in the, the amazing Spider-Man like the sinister six and all that. Right. But yeah this you kind of by like by having the tinker it's like oh we can explain why there's all this weird tech that's ma- makes it available to have supervillains you know it's not like we have to have okay we've got to invent a whole new story for why we have this new supervillain you know it's like yeah oh tinker they got shit from tinker yeah we can have you know the rhino this that, and the other thing well i like
0: the um, other thing about like the the avengers new york incident too like the tari tech being in the world too like yeah. that the idea that like this was kind of the first real big like everything that's happened in this world has echoing, rippling repercussions. Yeah. And I thought that was a really great way to ground it. And it took us back to post Avengers one where like, cause that's a flashback and he builds his business around this, this criminal endeavor because the government fucked him. Like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it, it was cool to see like, yeah, aliens exist. These people are aware of the fact that there are aliens, and like, yeah. how do we make money off of these things? Like, it yeah. it was good in terms of like making it again. A f- feels like a lived-in universe, mm-hmm. you know, which superhero movies don't always feel like that. You know, it's yeah. squishy or like this is only. I don't know. It 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 gave it that extra thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Trying to think rewatchability wise, it's up that like it's it's a like. I enjoy watching the the Spider-Man trilogy of these like mm-hmm. I will enjoy it even more now because the, the the conclusion to these three films is just fucking stellar. Yeah. Um like it it's up there. I think this is probably a 7 or an 8 in in that range. Um it's not originally original recipe Spider-Man. If I want that I'll go watch mm-hmm. Amazing or I'll watch Toby. Like I like yeah. I, I enjoy both those enough that like I can get if I just want Spider-Man, i am I'm, I'm a glutton for choice here, or like spoiled for choice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's probably about the same for me. Cause yeah, it's it's not my favorite Spider-Man film. Like, you know, it's still like I like, you know, the original Toby Maguire Spider-Man one and two, like those are still my favorites. Those are those are gonna be hard to beat. I mean, I mean, oh okay, I guess to be fair, like, you know, No Way Home is probably up there now, but you know, but it's still, I, I think also, like, the weight of that, you know, it's definitely like... That's a heavier film, yeah. for sure. That's what yeah. I should do as a trilogy. I'll watch Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, that's that's, good... that's the new trilogy. <laughs> See, for me, like,
0: it, it's. I'd be really hard-pressed to find much, like, uh, Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. No Way Home. There's, like, decimal places between those three. Like, right. there's so good... And so different and so unique for what they do, mm-hmm. like, and the uh, products of different eras and different influences. Like I just, they, they've done the perfect Spider-Man movie a few times now. Right. And it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this one has its own, its own twist, its own, its own thing, you know, it, yeah, it is neat to get Tony Stark in a Spider-Man movie. Like that's also a fun part of it. Um the fairy, like, just in terms of, like, we, we always get
0: Spider-Man, like, trying to claw things back together with Wes. Yeah. And it's, like, stretching his body. I love yeah. the up-the-ante of this, like, in a bay, literally holding a floating ship together, trying, like, and yeah. failing. He fails. And then when, when I love the dynamic between him and Tony, where Tony just uh, sends the suit and kind of video chats him. And then he's like, if you really cared, you'd be here. And then when he steps out yeah, of the suit that's, that time, that's, yeah. man, like it, it was so, it was great to see in the same way you got kind of babysitter energy from, from Favreau, like Tony's actually acting like a dad. A bit. Yeah. Dad's home. You're in trouble you know, now. <laughs> and, and it was like, and the reason he can't, he showed up is because he trusted Peter Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm here because you told me I should look into that. And it totally just like it 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 was a great like high school overcorrection. You know, mm-hmm. you believed that a kid who thinks that the world's all on him, nobody believes me, blah, I have to do this all myself. And then he shows up as like, No, kid, I, if you had waited two seconds, <laughs> yeah. Like it I, I love that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, again, it, it shows that Peter's very different from Thor. He's not going out just like i want to start a fight with these assholes because right. i need to fight someone it's like you know like yeah like that that's sort of like you know I, yeah I'm, I'm a kid I, and i know i want to do the right thing and you're grown-ups so you're not going to listen to me so i need to I need to take this into my own hands which is you know also not the best decision but it's you know it's different doing it from a childish perspective than from like you know the, yeah that perspective of arrogance and like you know i need to start a war with the ice giants you know right <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Rewatchability seven, seven or eight. something like, yeah, same sort of thing. Yeah.
0: So I'm thinking since we're, we're running low on time, cause you got a hard out. I like saying hard out cause it makes us <laughs> feel like we've got important things to do, which you do. <laughs> 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 um, let's, I was thinking we'll, we'll stop with this last one and then we'll, we'll continue cycle. So it's Ragnarok is this next one.
1: Oh, nice. And then is it black Panther after that? Before? Yeah. Hey, we'll start,
0: okay. uh, we'll start the next episode with Panther. Got it. Um, Ragnarok's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it uh, it's almost too good. <laughs> like it, it's just like it it I'm really fascinated to hear your opinions of the like the new one too. Like I I, I mm. I'm trying not to to say anything in relation to that cuz I any anything at all for you is a spoiler. So I'm I'm really trying okay. not to. So just like it it's this movie was killer. Like in in it's not even in the same way that Winter Soldier redefined the genre of Captain America. This just decided... Like, Taika said, he's trip, trippy space Jesus. That's what yeah. he is. So let's just do it. Let's just do it. And I great villain. Hera's great. Great giant wolf. That's great. And I, there's... There's a tone and an improv- improvisational quality to it, and they talk about like the fact that a lot of it wasn't scripted and they riffed a bit. It just has a different energy, and it's it's mm-hmm. a great progression for that character. He just run is run through the ringer. He lost his brother. He lost his dad. He lost all of these. It's just, and it's World War. It, it's 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 a, a, a Hulk on uh planet Hulk. Oh, Planet Hulk. Yeah, like the gladiator oh my god tim the the idea of planet hulk gladiator being on in a film was i never thought we were going to see that yeah they put meek the little (laughs) bug dude from that comic in there and he's got little knives for hands and he got gets a little joke in the background of the i i couldn't believe that we were going to get gladiator hulk but I really... I could not believe that they had Meek in it. And it just... It was a little thing. I Meek is my favorite character from that storyline because of what... He ends up fucking up everything because he comes to... I think he comes to Earth in World War Hulk and fucks over uh, um, Bruce. Like, he ends up betraying him, I think, at some point. Oh. Um, just, I love that character and he just... So, I... I was geared to like this because the second I saw Thor fighting gladiator Hulk in the trailer, I was like, how do you, how do you met? Like, it's already perfect. Like there's no, mm-hmm. and then it just, it, it, has it's a different thing. It's, it's, it's a different. It's not guardians funny. It's mm-hmm. not like.
1: I also love, I, and actually heard, I, I I read a thing on Facebook the other day where someone was like, Oh, I don't know if this was their idea or something they heard, but, like, the whole reason why it's such a different tone is that it's, like, it's as if it's being told by Thor from Thor's perspective. So that it's, like, you know, that's why, and I think they were saying, like, and I I haven't seen it in a while, but it starts with him kind of narrating and giving an intro to the story. So that it's, like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's the way he sees himself in the situation, as opposed to this, like, you know, and I mean, I love the second one because I feel like how they went so much more in this sort of like Viking vibe, right. You know, it felt more authentic in that way. Whereas with this one, yeah. Like the opposite direction. It's like, yeah, like he's, I feel like Thor has always been a comic book superhero in his own mind, you know? So that's the way he's telling this story of, of, you know, of his version of this, of his perspective of all this, you know? Um, So I think that, that makes total sense. And that's, that's great. And um, you know, I love, I love that. Yeah. Like it did cram in so many different like pieces of comic book stories. Cause like, yeah, like it has the world war Hulk, but it also has the, uh, the Damon Lindelof um, uh, uh, Hulk versus Wolverine aspect Mm -hmm. to it. Like the idea that he's kind of living as Hulk and just kind of like, you know, Being this, because I think that that's where like you know when in that the the Hulk versus Wolverine or Wolverine versus Hulk, I forget which one it is, where he goes in you know to this temple where Hulk is just living there and there are these like all these women around him. I think that's where like he has the beads because he's basically like in this like temple and it's like oh it's like you know yeah and where he's kind of found that balance between Banner and Hulk and he's just living as the Hulk but he's like conscious but he still has you know he's embraced kind of all the negative aspects of the Hulk in a way. And I mean, you know, it did, we, we don't really see that full on version. And even when we do see it later, um, he is a more, um, a nicer Hulk, you know, smart Hulk, as opposed to this one was like, yeah, I got all these women around me, you know, like, but I feel like they hinted at that with this, with the whole gladiator thing and him having, I feel like at one point he does have all these like servants when he's just like in the bath naked and everything. Um, but yeah, like there were just so many different things that got, that got pulled into this, but it never felt like, oh, you're just trying to cram all these things in. Like they all work together very organically and, and to serve the bigger picture, you know, of, of, you know, of Banner. Yeah. Just kind of being like, just, just be Hulk for a while. I don't want to be Banner, you know? And um, Well, it's also, I love the dynamic of like when he, he
0: reverts back where he's like, yeah. well, he's like, it's like, you locked me in the trunk. Like, I, I liked that dynamic, too. Like, it, it wasn't so much, like, at a certain point, it was, like, Banner has seen that the Avengers don't want anything to do with him, and also he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, Hulk's, like, I finally found a place that I can be the aggressive rage monster that I am, and I'm being praised for it instead of hurt, you know? Like, it's, it, yeah, like... I am successful here, not Puny Banner. I don't have to go back to that guy because I found right. an environment where this is praised and, and I'm showered with the adoration I've always wanted, you know? Yeah. like
1: Which which I feel like, too, yeah, even just, like, the Hulk persona, it gives a different vibe to to him. Yeah, because, like you said, like, being praised... As opposed to, like, I feel like he was always like, this rage-filled monster, but he also always knew that everyone, like, hated him, and that kind of fed into the rage. Whereas here, I feel like he gets to be chill sometimes, because he gets to be who he is, and people aren't giving him shit for it, you know? I also it, like know. the
0: idea, like, the way he talked,
1: too. It was like, Hulk smash was all I could say, because
0: he only was, is like, he only grew as much as he was Hulk. You know, like, mm-hmm. because Banner was always trying to tamp him down, he never developed language. He didn't grow. So he's yeah. kind of like toddler Hulk, like big fire. You're like, yeah. more like water or something. Or Like like the idea that, I, I I liked that. I liked that he had more vocabulary because he had been in control longer, but mm-hmm. it, it hadn't developed to smart hulks. And also, I, I liked, I never would have thought of Bruce Banner as comic relief. And I don't know (laughs) that it will always work, but the way it worked in this was great because you had Thor and it was Sakaar as this kind of garbage planet was great as, because it it was a cacophony. You could, Mm -hmm. because it was like this dumping ground, they could throw everything in it and it all kind of worked because nothing worked. You know, it was just a great collage of things and like Valkyrie I thought was really interesting. Like, not coping. How, how does an Asgardian cope with loss? Well, mm-hmm. you drink for centuries and you fight. You know, like it yeah. just, it's just, just interesting. And and then to to play up to have like Banner funny because he's wearing Tony Stark's clothes because that's all that's around. <laughs> and like I just it was really fascinating to to see yeah. that. And I think a lot like there's an intimidation with using the Hulk because two movies failed you know like nobody like those movies weren't as popular and there's a rights discussion and all of that I guess they hadn't haven't been able to do solo projects for a while because of right. whoever was retaining the rights but like it was such a great Taika saw that character in a way that he's I don't know that Hulk's ever been used for funny you know yeah. he's there. there's always a seriousness because it's rage it's it's Banner is a, an abused kid. His dad was an awful, violent person. And like, the, the just, so it, it, it reframed that a lot. And I, I it's the best Hulk movie, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think it did a lot for both Hulk and Thor in terms of those characters' development. Like you said, with him narrating, it's like, this is from Thor's point of view, but he also, again, gets wrecked. He's, he's going through yeah. emotions and he grows like him and loki him him finally seeing the subterfuge and then he's going to be betrayed and giving giving loki enough room to hang himself with it and then just being finally getting one evolved like mm-hmm. it, that was it was so satisfying you know like
1: yeah yeah i something else just occurred to me too is like you know like how you were saying you know banner being able to be um, comic relief. Like, I almost wonder if, you know, part of that and part of what he needed to cope with the Hulk is to see that like, yeah, like the Hulk is not evil. He's just in the wrong place, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So even though he was like, yeah, you said like, like being locked in the trunk, like it's not like the Hulk was just running around eating people, Right. you know, like he was doing what, like he's, he's made for a thing and he just had to find a place where people appreciated that thing. And I almost wonder if that was part of what, you know, maybe that was therapeutic for Banner in a way, because Banner didn't have to feel guilty about everything the Hulk was doing that whole time he was suppressed. Like, whereas I feel like that was Banner's thing, was to just always feel guilty for all the damage the Hulk caused. Whereas now it's like, oh, well, he was doing good stuff and people love him here. So yeah, he's not killing a bunch of people on earth. So I don't have to I don't have to feel bad about that anymore. That's such a great because like it's so
0: important to remember that hulk is always running banner has always been running that's right. what the series was it's like yeah. hitchhiking town to town drifting so from the second he the accident happened he has been raging out and trying to run there's no there's literally no place on earth for the hulk and he's never not being searched for if, yeah. if it was like a werewolf or like a uh Jekyll and Hyde situation, if you knew what was triggering it and you could control it and it wasn't, like, government experiment gone wrong, Mm -hmm. Thunderbolt Ross is on your ass from that moment to the end of time, Yeah, like, you would be, okay, maybe if I went out into a pasture and, like, talked to the Hulk instead of, like, you know, like, there's never been time for him to learn anything about the Hulk other than he's dangerous, you know? like Right. So in yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, every every interaction has been like, you know, kind of like I mean, we don't think of it this way because of how strong the Hulk is, but it's it's self-defense, you know? Like most of the time he's minding his own business and people are fucking with him, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, like, you know, like don't don't poke the bear in the zoo, you know? Like <laughs> like but like yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, that I think that was, you know, I feel like, yeah, a lot of times there are there are themes or like, you know, things people have woven into the Marvel films yeah, sometimes, you know, we, we miss, you know, cause we're, we're watching the big picture, but, you know, there have been all these little, these little character development aspects, you know, like you said, Hulk growing and, you know, and people talk about like, you know, Hulk, I mean, um, not Hulk, Thor and Thor is like depression after, um, after, uh, Infinity War, you know, and like, you know, you know, all of that stuff. And it's like, you know, yeah, like these, these people have gone through, you know, like real things not i mean not real as if as in it not actually happened, but things that actual people go through you know and um yeah and i i mean you know like just thinking about that now like it was yeah it was great to have banner as comic belief relief but it never occurred to me that that was a weird thing right and that there actually but there actually is a reason for it not just like i want banner to be funny in this one you know it's like
0: and it was yeah, done like, with a balance like it was and that's the thing like people talk about all the time where Marvel has a relationship or the MCU with humor is either the right mixture or too much. And like the DC fanboys will say it's too much and Mm -hmm. we'll defend it. And like, not that we're not DC fan, but that whole conversation, but like it, it's the right mix. It's Mm -hmm. the right amount in the right spots. And you remember that you like Mark Ruffalo, right? Like that, He's great. We've we've I've been so invested in this character, and I I, I think my fandom of the Hulk kind of grew out of this portrayal of him because I like Mark Ruffalo so much. I like yeah. that build so much. They've used him so sparingly, and they've put him in the right spot at the right time, and it just it it was great. It was really cool to see. That's the. Th- that's part of the problem. It's really hard to do Jekyll and Hyde when it's like normal and rage monster. But you got you got to see him be triumphant and happy and make jokes and interact. And he has friends. Hulk has friends. You know, yeah. like <laughs> Valkyrie and him, like hang out and they train together. Like it, it just he has social skills. Yeah, ha- there was all this potential that we finally get to see, and that that's yeah. so cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I feel like they talk a lot about that with with that in things like that, where it's like you can't sort of ignore your dark side. Like you have to ex- accept that dark side as part of you. You know, and the the more Banner tried to force it down, like that, you know, that's probably part of the Hulk's rage problem too. Is that like, you know, like you know, my own my own brother doesn't even accept me, kind of thing. You know, where it's like, you know, you're you guys are sharing a body, and you know, Banner would just like just assume get rid of the Hulk. You know, as opposed to like. Hey, if you kind of embrace this, like we could, we could do this together, you know. And um... well, I mean, he says that it's like I put a bullet in my mouth and the other guy spat it out. Like, right?
0: You're trying to kill him. Yeah. And how do you have any <sighs> symbiosis with this thing? And it's 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 as much a, a Hulk movie as it is a Thor movie. Like, yeah. Who'd have thought? You know, like who'd have thought? the guy who did what we do in the shadows would be right. able to find the right mixture for those two characters, this late in, in the MCU yeah. saga, you know?
1: Well, and again, it's also great that the, the seeds for that were there, you know, we see this kind of camaraderie between the two of them, like Thor respects the Hulk because he's strong, but he's like, ah, oh, but still not stronger than me. I'm still stronger. And, you know, seeing that kind of play out in the whole, you know, that 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 moment where Thor is trying to like get in, like, oh, what is your nickname? You know, oh, strongest Avenger. And it's like ah, point break. And then Hulk comes up, oh, what's your nickname? Strongest Avenger, or the password, strongest Avenger. Oh, you get in, you know, like the fact that Tony's like got his back, you know, like like that whole interaction. And then one of my other favorite lines too is when he's explaining to Banner what happened. He's like, oh, you know, the Hulk and I fought. And Hulk's like, oh, who won? He's like, oh, I did, easily. <laughs> <You> know, like... <laughs> it's like, oh, he, he doesn't know, so I can tell him that I
0: won. <laughs> like... well, see, I think another thing that's really important, again, back to Avengers, which it, it's such a perfect movie because, like, the dynamic between Tony and Banner. Like, they're nerds. They're big nerds with big brains. And the fact that the first thing Tony does when he's alone in a room with this guy is zaps him. He fucking tases Bruce Banner <laughs> in this helicarrier lab. And like, do you really think he should be doing that? He's just like, nothing, not even a poke. Like, he's study he's he's wants to see. And I don't know that anybody has ever done that to Bruce Banner. Ever. You know, like nobody's like touching him everybody's mm-hmm. on edge so that the fact that tony is just treating him like a person and giving him shit like he owe like yeah I, that set the stage for a different kind of banner and a different kind of hulk going forward and i don't yeah. think i realized it until just now like it's such a great moment in because i love that they're little science bros that like that's mm-hmm. that But it endears me even more to that character because it's like Tony is not, it's not just fear. You know, like all Banner ever does is managing other people's fear of what he could potentially do Mm -hmm. instead of let me do my science shit. It's just like Tony's just poking him in the ribs and not violently, not aggressively, just like, (laughs) and I think Banner's a little surprised himself that he just, he can flinch and he doesn't like, Oh, I guess like yeah. you
1: got a good lid on it, man. Like, yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. Also, I think you know, probably with Bannery, it's like, oh, I can't feel any negative emotions, and it's like, if I give you a little zap, I'm your friend. You're not gonna be angry, right? You know, it's just you know, like, yeah, I think it's probably letting him know, like, you, yeah, you probably don't have to be as on eggshells as you think you do, you know, and, um, you know, it's kind of like, like the, yeah, I feel like this will happen in Spider Man a lot of the time where something will happen, like, was it? Didn't someone like? Uh, yeah, like, there's one part where, like, Aunt May throws something at him and it hits him, and people are like, why didn't his spider sense warn him? It's like, he wasn't in danger. <laughs> like, you know, like, your right. aunt throwing a banana at your face is not danger. That's not a villain lurking behind you, you know? So it's like, yeah, like, there are certain things that it's not gonna set off. So I feel like it's the same thing here. It's like, yeah, your friend zapping you, you know, to, to fuck around with you is not gonna send you into a rage, you know, like...
0: Well, that's the thing. I think in the comics, there's... It's always Avengers versus Hulk. It's always... Like, you mm-hmm. never see a development of camaraderie in the same way with Hulk, you know. Like, it, it's always, can we point the Green Monster in a direction, and can we mitigate the the cleanup afterwards? I feel like so. It was just so cool to see like Tony's making friends the way he would, you know. And mm-hmm. I, Banner doesn't have have any friends. Like it, 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 it's sad and it's cool and it's beautiful that it, it got. That's the guy in this, you know, that Mm -hmm. that character is so much more rich than I I don't I I, I don't think he's ever been portrayed that. I don't know. It's always about rage. It's always about trauma. It's always about managing other people's expectations and when it's all going to go wrong. This is the first time maybe in the Hulk where it's been in in the lore of the Hulk where he's gotten to be a, a person, you know? Yeah. Mm hmm. So I mean, this is a ten. I this is oh yeah, infinitely rewatchable, and a, again a great one-off, a great part of the cycle, a great Thor. Like that's the thing with the Thor trilogies; they keep getting better. You know, though, mm-hmm. like when if you watch one and you're kind of eh and two and you're like, okay, I, this isn't as bad as I remember, and then three is just like, well, this was worth the, all of it, you know, and it pays yeah. off all of that development. Like,
1: yeah, it's ten yeah. for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I think that's part of it, too, is, like, Thor is probably one of my least favorite characters, like, from the comics. Like, again, I I, around Civil War in the comics, I started reading, like, Thor and Cap Mm -hmm. and Iron Man just because they were so entrenched in it. And I did end up enjoying a lot of the Iron Man stuff and digging back deeper. Same thing with Cap, you know, like, because I think all the stuff that came before Civil War, I think, was the Ed Brubaker stuff, I think where it was like, you know, that's when like the, you know, the red skull and like the whole, uh, the winter soldier stuff, that's where that was in the comics. So I went back and read all that, but like with Thor it was kind of, and, you know, they did have the Thor Ragnarok comics, which was kind of cool. And, but yeah, it was like, okay, this was an event, but it was like, eh, like I just never was an, an invested in those characters. And, um, so it was really cool to be surprised by, you know, by the, 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 the movie version of Thor being elevated to that degree, you know, to be one of the more entertaining movies, and not just okay. I'll, it's the obligatory watch because it's such right. a core part of the story. It's like I want to watch that film again.
0: Yeah. Well, that's about enough of that. And here's Tim <laughs> with the final word. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you next time.
1: Listen. <laughs>